Welcome. You are listening to a broadcast by Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partner for smart and powerful generosity. And here is your host, Reverend Philip Leo, Director of Church Communications. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Facebook Live. My name is Philip Leo. I'm Church Communications Director at Barnabas Foundation. It is a joy to have you join us here today. Before I forget, I want to just mention that if you have comments or questions, or if you want to interact with us uh, at all in our conversation, uh, please make sure that you're commenting on our Facebook page. I'll make sure that I'm checking it along here uh, to see uh, what sorts of questions are coming our way or comments. Thanks for, for joining us. Uh, my guest is Mr. Jim Baki. He's executive director here at Barnabas Foundation. Good morning. And, and I'm so glad uh, that Jim's able to take some time uh, for this Facebook Live event today. Uh, churches, many churches struggle to pay for ministry. Uh, and there are resources that are available uh, for your church that sometimes you may not even be aware of. But Barnabas Foundation is able to help you uncover those resources so that ministry can thrive. That's our connection uh, to the church. And one of the reasons that I'm excited to have Jim here for this discussion is that Jim's got a huge heart for the church, a huge love for the church, um, and is passionate about uh, giving and what it accomplishes in God's kingdom. So uh, that's why I've been looking forward to, to this com conversation today. Today we're going to be talking about three ways to inspire smart and powerful giving. And uh, before we do that, Jim, let's just talk a little bit about uh, the, that vital connection of vision and giving. That's something that I've learned a lot from you uh, in this last year, just how important that is, how critical that is. And I know you've just got a huge heart for uh, vision in the church and how it impacts giving. Well, thanks, Phil. And, and yes, I, I, I meet with donors, you know, weekly. And as we talk with donors, we see what they're giving to and we see why they're giving what they are giving. And what I want to encourage pastors and, and ministry leaders with is if they're, if your people are not giving to you, it's because the vision that you are casting that to them is not large enough for, for to, to get on the radar of their giving decisions. And if you cast a vision that's large enough, their giving will go to you. I remember one person who said to his pastor, when his pastor was kind of complaining that he was giving to so many other causes, and he said, when your vision is large enough, or when your ministry is large enough for my vision, you'll get all of the money. And so I just want to encourage you that as you cast vision to your people, uh, they will give. And I, the other thing I want to say to you is, you know, oftentimes rate, uh, money becomes a frustration in churches and it's difficult and sometimes it's perfunctory or sometimes it even feels like a necessary evil. But I, I want to say that you're inviting people to give to your church or to give to the ministry uh, uh, that your church is, is doing in the area is actually an opportunity for God to unleash his grace in their lives. Because when people give of themselves, God's grace flows in. And that's one of the reasons why I'm really passionate about helping church leaders um, be more articulate in talking about how to, how to handle money and how to invite people to invest in the kingdom, whether it's in the local church or some other ministry. Anything you do that helps them take resources they have and invest them in the kingdom 
unleashes God's grace in their lives. Yeah. And I know, you know, the challenge of vision is exactly that. It's a challenge. It's not an easy thing. Uh, commu- sort of defining vision, communicating vision, finding ways to uh, be creative about vision is not an easy thing. And so it's not like, well, you know, uh, you just sort of pull that out of a hat. I recognize uh, and we recognize that that's work, uh, but it's important work. And it's important too to see this connection to generous giving in the church. When people are inspired, when they're enthusiastic about what's happening, and when they see it in fresh ways all the time, they'll be um, more inclined to give generously to the ministry of the church. Uh, so let's, uh, our topic today, Jim, is uh, three ways to inspire smart and powerful giving. We want to be practical. Uh, we want to equip you as church leaders on this topic. So let's dive into the first way uh, that we're going to be talking about making giving easier in today's context, Jim. Okay, so this one isn't right on point with what we normally do, but I want to encourage you, this might be you know, preaching to the choir, maybe this is old news, but if you don't have an, a way for people to give online to your church, that's something you need to get immediately. And, and here's why. Um, I only write one check a month these days, or a couple checks a month. There's only one destination that I write a check to, and that is to our church. I don't, I don't pay anything else by check. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I very seldom use cash. Uh, I definitely never give cash at church. Um, and uh, the church I attend has uh, an online giving portal. I, we, for some reason, still use checks. You know, we're old school. But, uh, but many of our people are using online giving uh, tools. And most nonprofit organizations now that are innovative and are growing in, in uh, their revenue have online giving, and online giving is becoming a pretty substantial uh, mode of how gifts are coming through the door. So you probably already have it, but if you aren't already, uh, you don't have an online giving option, make sure you have that. Uh, the next, you know, the, the next generation is, is going to really demand that. If you, if you don't have that option available, you're really limiting how people can give to you. Yeah, that's really true. You know, uh, working at Barnabas Foundation as church communications director, then I spent a lot of time on church websites. I'm looking at churches and what they're doing related to giving. Uh, increasingly, the standard, the norm, is that there's a setup for text to give, for online giving, uh, those kinds. There are companies that um, help with these sorts of platforms. In fact, the next uh, issue of Giving Well, the pastor's newsletter that I send out, the February issue, I have a little um, sort of readout of choose, for choosing a digital uh, giving company. And I'll include that. We just updated it this month to make sure the rates are in there. We have some of the top uh, digital giving companies uh, in the country listed there as far as what their rates are, what they offer, those kinds of things. So we'll make sure that's available on our website. We'll also make sure that that gets sent out in the next issue of Giving Well. I think, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and please know that we're not making an endorsement of any of these companies. No. We're just, we just found these are some pretty popular ones. And so you have an idea of what the costs are. Uh, you know, there, there are several others that aren't on that list, but these at least give you an, a, a place to start. I think what's been interesting, too, is I look at churches who uh, have online giving up on their website. Uh, a lot of the promotion of it, letting people know how 
you know, how to give, what are the ways they can give, uh, providing sort of frequently asked questions uh, that people would have about online giving or text to give, those kinds of things. You have to be proactive about getting that information out there uh, and giving people assurance that it's okay to give digitally. We have a system, we've, we've anticipated all the glitches and things that come along. So I've just noticed that. And, and if your online giving platform allows you to uh, proactively uh, send messages to your people through that giving platform, that's helpful because oftentimes people don't give just because they didn't happen to be at the service or you know, they're attending less frequently. Uh, and every time they don't attend, that is one less giving opportunity they have. And so if you can do some online uh, appeals, that will, that will increase the number of giving opportunities they have. Okay, we're three ways uh, to inspire smart and powerful giving. Let's talk about number two. Uh, our time is moving on here. The second one, Jim, is invite big bucket gifts. Okay, so the nonprofit community is learning and has learned, in fact, there's some new research that came out that shows that if you want your revenue to grow, you must take, you must make available the opportunity for people to give non-cash assets. If you want your revenue to shrink, just only take cash or checks. And it is shown, uh, they did a, they've found research that's showing that whether it's religious community, secular community, no matter, all through the charitable community, if you are not accepting gifts of non-cash assets, your revenue will not, it will most likely not increase. Uh, on the other hand, if you open up uh, the opportunity for people to give non-cash assets, uh, uh, much more likely that your revenue will increase. And here's why. Most people hold, uh, almost everyone holds most of their assets in something other than available cash to give. And so when they're thinking about their giving decisions, if all they're looking at is their bank account or their cash reserves, uh, that's one view. But if they look at their real estate, stock portfolio, uh, and other assets, all of a sudden there's a whole different uh, option in giving. And then there's a, a, whole, a whole different group of assets that are available for giving. And so we want to make sure, I think the church is probably the, the last group of charities to really focus on this. So if you're not focusing on this, uh, we want to help you. And that the, 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 we, we have actually set up a, in the last year, we've set up a new account for every Christian Reformed Church in the United States called a treasure account. And, and it is for you to use to accept these gifts and then to have them liquidated and, and uh, deployed for ministry in your church. So if you, don't, if you aren't set up to accept gifts of stock or gifts of real estate or gifts of commodities, this treasurer account is available for you, and we'd love to have you use it, uh, uh, you know, run those through us. We're happy to give you the details about it, but the whole goal is to facilitate gifts of non-cash assets in t for your current operating fund um, from, from your regular attendees. Yeah, and I started out saying, you know, your church has resources that you may not even be aware of, uh, and that's really uh, where Barnabas Foundation comes in because uh, we are aware of these sorts of gifts. We know what to do with them. Uh, as Jim is saying, through a church treasure account, uh, we can make it easy for your church to receive these gifts 
and um, you can really uh, see the difference in terms of uh, for your membership and your ministry related to these sorts of trips. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that's uh, I, I really think that's your greatest opportunity right now, other than casting greater vision. Uh, if people aren't thinking about making those types of gifts to you, you're just going to get cash. If think if people are thinking about making uh, these non-cash assets for you, to you, one of the advantages is it's substantively less expensive to make a gift of ten thousand dollars in stock than it is ten thousand in cash, because we can avoid a significant tax bill on on some of those those gifts. So it's actually. Uh, less expensive for them. And if you do nothing else and just provide that service, you're helping them out. That's a, that's a tremendous perspective. And I think a uh, fact that gets lost on a lot of folks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the third one, Jim, the third way to inspire smart and powerful giving for churches prepare for the ultimate gift. So let's talk a, a little bit about uh, the ultimate gift and what do we mean by that when we talk about ultimate gifts? Yeah, so every single person that attends your church will make their last gift. And uh, if you have uh, an older uh, population in your church, uh, many of those people will make their last gift to you probably in the, in the next five to ten years. The question is, will their last gift be the last check they write to you or will it be a gift in their will? Uh, uh, generous people usually include charitable giving in their will, just like they included in their, in their current expenditure of funds. And so the question is, are the, are the people in your church going to include charity in their will? And are you one of the charities they will include? One of the challenges I see with people as they're trying to decide which charities they should include, they all love their church and they attend regularly, but they ask the, they ask the question, if I gave it to the church, what would the church do with it? And when they ask that question, there's usually a really big question mark in their mind, or they have a memory of a gift that came to the church and the church didn't know how to handle it, and so they have a negative memory. And so as a result, uh, oftentimes people will say, I don't think I should leave anything to the church, or if I do, I, have, I can't leave very much, because they won't know how to handle it well. So here again, this was a, an area where we said, the church needs these resources. This is, a, you know, with the passing of a generation, there's massive resources available for the church. And we want to help facilitate those kinds of gifts. So we set up another program for every single church in the country uh, where you can have your own foundation. We call it a legacy foundation set up at Barnabas Foundation where these gifts can go into and then they're held, managed, and distribute it according to the donor's wishes or, or according to how you set up your legacy foundation for the future support of your church or outside ministries, uh, outside initiatives from the church. And we really believe that if you set these up, you are uh, set up a legacy foundation, you're telling the people in your church, we anticipate that you may make a gift to us and we want to be ready. Uh, some of you have already received these gifts and you aren't sure what to do with them talk to us. We'll help you set up a legacy foundation uh, so that for future pe uh, folks in the future will say, uh, our church has a legacy foundation. I can make a gift to that and we know it'll be ha handled well. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm having more and more conversations with church leaders who are 
asking some of the same questions about their church, about their ministry, about their congregation, um, given demographics, given uh, as they see um, membership getting older in some instances, they're asking questions about um, lifetime gifts or, or legacy gifts and, um, and coming to me for conversations about legacy foundations. So um, I, think it's, I think there's huge opportunity out there and uh, I'm glad you mentioned that for Christian Reformed Churches, the Legacy Foundation is, is complimentary, and um, we're, we're excited to be able to provide that service for you. It's, it's a part of our service to you as one of our members, right. so that we, just, we want you to know it's available to you. We want to serve you. We want to do whatever we can to help further your ministry and the, and the ministry of God's kingdom on this earth. Um, I, so I don't see any questions posted here. Uh, we can wrap up. Any last uh, thoughts at all? We're, we're ready to wrap it up. Yeah, I, I guess just thanks for listening. We, we love working with your, with your church, with the people of your church, and we're hopeful that through our work we can, we can spark new generosity and, and build God's kingdom. It's a uh, privilege to work with you. I have gotten a few questions in advance of this Facebook Live event from folks asking about its availability afterwards. So one thing that will happen is that this conversation will post on our Facebook page shortly after uh, we finish recording here, and then it'll be available there. But we'll also be providing uh, a link to the face this Facebook Live event uh, in our next issue of Giving Well, along with a transcript, you'll be able to get a transcript of, of it as well. That'll be our February issue of pa the pastor's newsletter called Giving Well. Uh, so I wanted to mention that to you. Folks are looking to share this with their deacons, with church leaders. Um, it is available to you, uh, so keep an eye out for it. Right. I think that's it. Uh, thank you. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. And uh, have a great week. And thanks, Phil. Thanks, Jim. Thank you for listening. This audio has been brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn how we can help you experience smart and powerful generosity. Visit us today at www.barnabasfoundation.com.